Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the From the Stands podcast. I am Sean, joined as always by my brother, Ian. Ian, it's crazy season in the NFL. Extensions, cuts, trades, redefining what your contract looks like, the NFL salary cap. I will never understand it. Ian was trying to explain it to me today. But Ian, to break all of that down, we are joined by a friend of the show. Why don't you welcome him back to the From the Stands podcast? Coach Koval's back. Let's talk some NFL today. Ryan, thanks for coming back, my man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's an exciting season. It, <laughs> it's it been is. an exciting three days. Yeah. And- I think, honestly, before we get started, I think what the NFL is sort of tapping into here is that the NBA has become a league that, like, probably in August, like halfway through August, you can stop paying attention to what's going on in the NFL, in the, uh, in the NBA. Because there's so much crazy thing, so many crazy things that happen all the time. Like, you know, we everyone went crazy because James Harden got traded in the middle of the year this year. And, you know, that'll happen eight times in, in you know, in the offseason. It feels like the NFL is tired of not being like an 11 month a year, 12 month a year sport. So they're just getting wild as soon as the Super Bowl ends. Well, let's talk wild. Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons is suspended indefinitely, at least at this year, up for reinstatement in mid-February of 2023, for betting on NFL games, including his own. Ryan was betting $1,500 to lose $10 million, the worst bet of all time? 11 Or was it... Or should we just loosen the strings on this whole gambling against the sport you play what do you think no i mean you, you definitely can't loosen the strings i mean the the nfl every major sport is based on the integrity of it and in people trusting the result so there's no way that you can let this let it slide i think that they had to come down as hard as they did because you know there can't be any gray area it's got to be it's, if you bet you're on right that's it's got to be harsh, and, and they came down hard, and I think it was justified. The integrity of the game is something that the Shield always talks about. But, Ian, is it fair to assume that integrity has nothing to do with it and that it's all about the billions that they're getting from the gambling companies? Well, I think what it is is, again, regardless of how the gambling is happening, right, whether it's He's using inside information. He isn't using inside information. You just can't you can't mess around with the idea that it's not planned. And if it's not planned, it's not you know it's not pro wrestling. Yep. So you know I think that part's important. I, I think the other thing we, that has to be mentioned is that we have to make sure we keep that same energy with Dolphins owner Stephen Ross because the the allegation of 100K offered to Brian Flores for every game lost when they were trying to tank for Tua. By the way, congratulations. Yeah, good job. I think we need to keep that same energy. And if we're, you know, suspending a guy for a year for 1500 bucks, and like, hey, you know, I, I think you have to do what you can to protect, you know, the integrity of the sport. I get that. So I have no issue with the suspension. Um, but you know, with something like what's happening with Stephen Ross is on a different level from something like this. So if Ridley's getting the season, 
then Ross needs to get the 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 permanent ban. I think that's a really really good point because this is an allegation, okay? Innocent until proven guilty. This is an allegation that that Brian Flores was offered money to lose games to get a higher draft pick. If that is not you know, if that is not sabotaging sabotaging the integrity of your sport while a dude who's sitting in Florida on leave betting $1500 on a sport he is not actively playing in where he can just like be a part of the outcome. This is an owner who's actively trying to be a part of the outcome. That, that can't. That, and again, it, it, but just really quick, Ian, at, at the end of the day, Calvin really should have been suspended for the year. There yes, are rules. You, you can't do that. Everyone knows this. Pete Rose is not in the hall of fame right now because he did that. Just use your family members accounts. Who does have a different name? The best tweet that I saw, Ryan, was uh, Calvin Ridley's name on FanDuel was Calvin Ridley Atlanta Falcons. That was the funniest tweet that I saw through this entire thing. But <laughs> you can't, we, we can't help, but the problem is because of what league it is. That you can't help but feel like there's an element of the white guy's going to skate. And, you know, we've seen this happen with, you know, how, um, how African-American quarterbacks are treated versus white quarterbacks and how, you know, African-American coaches are handled in, you know, instead of white coaches. And there's, there's a already legit rule. There's a legit, no, but there's, there's to try and get a people huge difference. Yeah. There's a yeah, huge yeah. difference within the league on how two very key things are handled and race is at the center of that. Now I am not saying obviously that Calvin Ridley was suspended because Roger Goodell is racist. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. What I'm saying is that there is a documented divide by how one group of people is treated within the NFL and how another group of people is treated within the NFL. So we don't know what's going to happen yet. We have to watch what happens with Ross because if Ross gets a slap on the wrist while Ridley sits out a year smack dab in the middle of his prime and may never play again, by the way, then we have a big, big, big problem. I like that we turned it to the owner and not, and by the way, like not the domestic violence issues that are in the NFL, not the, um, the child abuse issues that are in the NFL, all these different, all of those things are reprehensible. They all should be suspendable that no one's getting enough punishment for that. I love that you tied it back to the ownership piece. Calvin really has been suspended because he's black. Calvin really was suspended because he broke the, broke the rules he shouldn't have done. Uh, that he shouldn't have done. Yes. But to your point, we got a dude who's worth billions of dollars who might skate be, if it's true because I mean, of the position he holds. Now, hold on. I want to get to Ryan quick. Ryan. One thing. We're having this discussion we're having about Ross. There's an entire report that is available as like paper. Like it's done of what was going on with Dan Snyder and the Washington commanders. Like great point. And we can't see that. So like if I'm Calvin Ridley and I just lost $11 million for something that was stupid that I shouldn't have done, but in the grand scheme of things is, is pretty small. And I'm watching that go on. How can I not think that way? Ryan, let's get to real football a little bit here. Not that because these issues are, by the way, way bigger than football and deserve all the communication that we can give them. 
But let's dive into real football a little bit. Does Atlanta now target a wide receiver now that Calvin Ridley is out indefinitely and Russell Gage is a UFA? I mean, I'm sure they do. I don't know if they do early, but um, I mean, they got Kyle Pitts and he's basically a wide receiver. So, and, and honestly, I think last year they almost played him too much like a tight end. You got to get Kyle Pitts out wide and just let him play there and let him stay there and basically treat him like you would have Julio. Um, but I, I definitely think a wide receivers in one way or another, a priority for them. I'm, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, too sure how high up on the, on that priority it is when they've got a million other issues, but you know, it's definitely something they get that they got to look into. What does the name Will Fuller do for you? If you're Atlanta. I'm not, now I know I get eight games, but so what does eight games of Will Fuller do for you? He ain't playing the whole depends, season. Depends what the cost is. Well, one year, prove it. Eight, well, nine, 10, 11. The reason, he, prove it deal, yeah. the reason he ends like, asking this question is because... I'm asking, it's, it's the Aguilar question. The same deal he got in New England. But on top of that, too, there's, there's no skill position players that are signed in Atlanta. They have their quarterback, who's Matt Ryan. He's and, they, and they have Kyle Pitts. And, and Mike, Davis. Mike Davis. That's yeah. it. Gage needs a contract. Patterson, Cordero Patterson needs a contract. I'm sorry, Tajay Sharp. He can he can stick around if he wants to. So that's uh, is a good question with Will Fuller. What do you think? I, I, if it were me, that's the kind of guy I'm targeting. One year guy, get me through the year. A Fuller, uh, an Agalor, um, a Jamison Crowder. I want a one year guy, even if I have to balloon payment it. Get me through to when Ridley's eligible because I'm going to fight like hell to get Ridley back now. Right, I think the the idea of trading him that all has to go away, and then Ridley in twenty twenty three will tear it up, and he'll get a Tyree Kill like contract where it's you know laden with if you do this, you're done. So I, I think the Will Fuller piece makes sense, and then yeah, I think you know getting around two, around three, I, I think you make a play at one, and then you know, and then, and then maybe you do bring back someone like Gage. But I, if you're Atlanta, where am I going? Right, like me shelling out. 70 million for Allen Robinson doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but the, I mean, the other thing with Atlanta too, is they've committed to Matt Ryan and how many years have you got left to Matt Ryan? So you got to make them worth it. So maybe True. they do, maybe they do swing for the fences and get him some weapons. Cause well, they got, they otherwise, got otherwise you're just going to, you know, sink here while Matt Ryan's 37. Well, they got the and, eighth overall pick. Do you see them reaching on a picket or, you have so many uh, or do guys. you see them going wide receiver now? You have so many issues. They have so many issues. Like that that it's more like line, best player available, don't you think? Like, who's the best player on that defense? Grady Jarrett, probably, right? Deion Jones? Uh, no, I, Grady probably, Jarrett, yeah. Probably Grady Jarrett, right? AJ Terrell, good corner, well, really yeah, good he's corner. Been really good. Yeah. Really good corner. Yeah. Other than that, I got the two linebackers that I like. Other than that, it's pretty thin, right? I mean, yeah. you have to start building that part of your team. Like, I understand Matt Ryan's here. That's great. That's great. This feels like a hold it until, like, the dead cat money doesn't have to be Wentzian. But, yeah, I mean, I think they got to build the rest of the team. <laughs> Wentzian. <laughs> All right, uh, Ryan, I'm not even going to let you answer on the Atlanta Falcons. We've spent 11 minutes talking about them when it was supposed to be a bit of a comedy sketch. But as to Ian's point, when you're talking about billion-dollar owners who are literally – degrading the integrity of the NFL yeah, worse, worse than some dude who's not going to be able to make money for an entire season because he was an idiot. Uh, 
doesn't feel right. But let's get to a new game. We honestly play- probably had an edible on a Sunday and was <clears> like, <throat> yeah, why not? Who hasn't been there? I, I don't know, man. Let's get to a new game. Uh, we normally play the game called Real or Fake, where we go through fantasy t- uh, players that we like to look at as, is this real or is this fake? I know. It sounds it's super complicated. It's a little different now, Ryan. We're going real and fake. So we're going to throw out the three major trades that just happened in the NFL, and we want to talk through the NFL actual football ramifications of the deal, as well as the fantasy ramifications of the deal. So let's start with the big one. Okay. Russell Wilson was traded to the Denver Broncos with a 2022 fourth round pick for a 2023 first drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, a 2023 second 2022 first, which is number nine overall, a 2022 second, which is number 40, and a 2022 fifth. Where do you want to start, Ryan? You want to start real or you want to start fake? Start real. All right, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think, I think I'm, I get it. I, I get the addition by Denver, but I mean, I think it's a high price to pay to basically end up you know still with the third best quarterback in the division so i mean it's it's i, I get it right like it's if you're denver you can't look at it that way you got to look at you know i got a pretty good team i gotta go get a quarterback went and got probably the best one available so i mean i don't blame them for doing it but i'm not 100 sure it's going to work out positively for them in the long run and you know, I think Russell Wilson's a good quarterback. I think he's a little bit past his prime, but you know, you, you got to find a quarterback in the NFL, one way or the other. So is either Russell Wilson at to this point so far, it's either Russell Wilson or Carson Wentz. I'd rather have Russell Wilson. So they're better today than they were, but I'm not sure they're as good as the other teams in the division. I'm not convinced Vegas would have done this, but if I called them and offered that for Carr. I mean, they have to say yes, right? And I think at this point, I'd rather have Carr. Obvi- whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> uh, obviously, they say yes, and no, you would not rather. I think I think or I, Derek Carr. Either I, think I'd rather, I think I'd rather have Derek Carr at this point. I mean, they, no, nobody would offer that. No chance. Oh, of course they would. Of course no, you they would. Got, you could have Derek Carr for the Wentz deal. The well, second no, or sixth. No, if I, call, if I call Vegas right now, and it's like number nine for Carr. They do it. Of course. And, and would I rather have the rest of my stuff and car than Wilson? I mean, even if you're a Wilson guy, hold that on. Point I like, that point I like. I like even that. if you're a Wilson guy, how much better is he than Carr? Like marginally? He's we're better. Talk, I, I we're think talking he's better. real football, though. Not yeah, real, okay. real football. Okay. Okay. So yeah, real, sure. fo- real football, right? And I know Sean hates this. Derek Carr was seven slots better in PFF's rankings than, than Wilson was, right? And for the season, and this is two years in a row that Russ has completely melted down to end the season. So, again, I, I, if you want to say Russell Wilson is better than Derek Carr, I'm fine with that. I won't say that, but I'm fine if you want to. And But even if he's better, it's marginally better. So here's my thing, right? So we've seen Russell Wilson good. Really, 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 good. really Super, good. Super Bowl winning, good. Yeah, you know how long ago his that was? team, his team around him in Seattle, completely imploded. 
They drafted horribly. They had nobody around him. His defense was terrible. His offensive line was terrible. So the idea that here's a 32-year-old Russell Wilson, he's past his prime, but if we surround him with better players like Denver has, can we get him back to at least towards what he was? And I think that's a reasonable assumption, right? And, and again, I mean, you're looking at if you're Denver and everybody knows, you know, you need a quarterback to win the NFL, what are your options? You just found the best option this summer. I don't disagree, okay? But how good is Denver, right? In terms of their receiving group, I'd rather Seattle's. Right, like Corlin Sutton and Jerry Judy on their worst day or on their best day have not been better than Tyler Lockett ever. Particularly in real NFL, I'm not talking fantasy. Superstar real NFL, Cortland Sutton. Real NFL. Just, just want to put that up. Superstar Cortland Sutton for real the friends NFL, of the show. Tyler Lockett is an absolute animal, and at no point have either of those receivers been as good as Lockett. So running game, sure. I get Javante. I love Javante. Okay, but last year. Carson and Penny did really good things in Seattle. Even Alex Collins was okay. So, like, I get it, but we can't talk like, you know, he's moving to the Rams or he's moving to Tampa Bay with, like, some elite, elite group that, that is so much better than what he had. Like, and it, my point my, – go ahead. Well, I mean, I, I would argue a little bit. I, I think the defense is a lot better in Denver. I think – fine. So, but so I, I'm not worried about the skill five? positions. I'm not worried about the skill positions as much uh, as as much as, as the defense? as the whole as, as the whole picture, right? So when you look at Russell Wilson, when he was when Russell Wilson was at his best, who was he throwing to? He had Doug Baldwin for a while, which he arguably he made he made. Yeah. And what Jermaine Curse? He had never he's never had a tight end. Yeah, right? the he, Jimmy he, Graham he, trade didn't go great. Yeah. So like he 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 it was him and Marshawn Lynch in the defense, right? Is this can this defense be as good as, as that Seattle defense? Potentially. No, I mean, well, I mean, that'd be tough to do, but, but still uh, I, like, I don't like, disagree, but, it, yeah. but again, how much better is Denver, right? Like is Denver the fourth best team in the AFC? But the argument there would be, but you got to try, right? You, you, you got a team that you sure. think can win. Sure. And you got to go get a quarterback. You go, you go, well, I mean, if you're not, it's not him and who is it? I've right, been in so, a game. I, I, oh, Sean, one second. Am I, I ever going to get to fucking Then top. I promise. Then I promise. <laughs> I'm going to name quarterbacks. You tell me if you think they're better than Russell Wilson. Guys that are available. No, no. I'm just going to name players and see yeah, how but, far but, we but, get. So, but so not it, available players. It's a pointless exercise. If some of the. If, okay. If okay I, I, here, I got him. I got him. I got available. Would you, rather Kirk, would, you rather, would you rather have Kirk Cousins? No. Or Russ? No. Russ. Russ. Rather have Russ. Okay. How much more would you rather have Russ? Like more, a lot more. Mitch Trubisky, Jimmy G, Jameis Winston, Deshaun Watson, Marcus Mariota, Teddy Bridgewater. You want Russ over all those guys? No, I mean you'd rather have Watson, but you don't want his legal bullshit. Uh, well, exactly. Right? So you want but, Russ over Deshaun Watson, not Deshaun Watson from three Russell years Wilson, ago. Russell Wilson, right? Like he he just has not been good, right? And like if I called if I called Dallas, are they hanging up with me on Dak? Yes. Are we absolutely sure they're hanging up on me with that? Oh, with that with that yeah. package? No, with any package. Are they hanging up on me? I think so. Because Jerry Jones is different. I again, I, I sure, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But if, you can't tell me there weren't other options out there. Yeah, we, there we was. Carson was Wentz. Available. Carson Wentz was available. I, Ian, 
Uh, listen, I'd rather I would have rather gone and got Derek Carr. I mean, my, the point I'm making, how, yeah, but the, the point Carr, I'm making about Wilson though is that again, it is a lot to give up for a guy that is not a top ten quarterback. He just think, isn't. But if he's not tenth, he's eleventh. And so now, now okay. I get to speak. Now I get to speak. So where am I going? You mentioned the PFF grades that he ranked low. You know why? He broke his finger and was out for six weeks. So obviously he's going to rank low on the PFF grades. Okay, so I know that I shit on the PFF grades a lot. All if you if you hurt. if you rank the top, but if you rank the top ten, there's only like one or two that are outliers. A lot of them are very very accurate. Russell Wilson is not in that group because he was hurt. That's number one. Number two, I think both teams lost this trade. I do. I do not think that Denver got exponentially better when they still have holes everywhere. Ryan, you mentioned that Russell Wilson now has a better defense. By DVOA in the 2021-2022 season, they are equal. They are the same. Denver and Seattle have the exact same defense. One is better at pass, pass, uh, at pass defense. One is better at rush defense. They are the exact same. What I don't get is, and I know this has been beaten to death, what I don't understand is if you're Seattle with the same GM who was drafted like shit for half a decade, that you're like, you know what? Give me more picks. And it's not even more picks. They don't have a war chest now. They're just making up for, Ian, what are they making up for? Jamal Adams. Exactly. They're just getting things back for a mistake they made two years ago. I don't think anyone wins this trade. I don't. Because Denver has holes. They do not have a good offensive line. Their defense needs improving. Their wide receiving core, while deep, is unproven. And they have a rookie running back who, while he had flashes, Melvin Gordon might be standing back there again come next year. And to and I will get Ian. I will agree with you. Russell Wilson has not been the same. And if you hear, I again, I say this He's every podcast. Barely better than Kirk Cousins. Barely, like barely. By, if you go what? back and watch, it's by barely. what? By what? By anything? What do you mean Statistics, I test the the raw data. It's but all pedi- there. Pedigree does matter, and for a group, a team like Denver, pedigree it was matters. Ten years ago, I I get it. And the thing that that bothers me the most is. You got all these, all these reporters who now that Russell Wilson is gone, all coming out of the woodwork saying, you know, all those, those little, you know, uh, the LeBron type articles where it's these little jabs, but they're not real, that apparently there was a problem that everyone catered to his wishes when they had an incredible team for nearly a decade. I don't get it. I I understand why the Broncos are doing this. I understand why the Seattle Seahawks are doing this. I just don't get the marriage. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I agree. Would you rather have Tannehill or Wilson? Wilson. Wilson. Bet your life on that? Yes. What did we talk? The bet your life thing. Are we going to do another segment on bet your life? Okay, ready? Ready? You tell me when to stop. No, available available quarterbacks. I agree with Ryan. No, it doesn't have to be available. Burrow, Brady, no. Allen. Brady's retired. Herbert, Rogers, Stafford. I would. Mm. Lamar. Stafford, I'm considering it. Lamar, I'm considering it. Kyler. Definitely Russell. Dak. Considering. Mahomes. Oh, obviously. Carr. Russell. Mack. 
Russell. I don't think how far down how I don't think you understand how far down this thing I am. I don't think you understand that you only name like four quarterbacks that I would absolutely not have over Russell Wilson, and everyone else is in the conversation, and none of them are available. Sean, you're you're out of you're out of your mind. If I'm you out. would take <laughs> Russell Wilson over Dak Prescott. Like you're I, I, you're, I you're just not that. watching. I didn't say that. I said I would have a conversation. Dak Prescott has had his his leg he's in not, two, in not, two pieces not the, the last two seasons. He's not in the top ten, and they and they gave up. While I didn't even think they gave up a lot because those players don't matter, it, it just isn't good anymore. The picks matter. Picks matter. I don't think either team won. I didn't like this for either team. That's all I'm saying. Because, and I'm not, Ian, we're actually saying the same thing. I just think you're going down the wrong path. That's all that I would say. So let's bring us to another path. Ian, Khalil Mack was traded today. And no one cares about defense and fantasy. But we do. So I, let's start with fake. Khalil Mack was traded to the Chargers for a 2023 sixth round pick and a 2022 second round pick. What do we think the implications are? Fantasy, or if you want to pivot to real life, what do we think? I mean, all this is is the Chargers saw an aging guy in, in Mack, who's 31 going on 32, still effective. Right, not nearly as effective as he once was, but still a good player. And they have the most cap space of anyone in the league. So what do they care? So they overpaid Mike Williams a little bit. What do they care? You know, they bring in someone as expensive like Mac, only to cost a couple picks. What do they care? So, you know, I also think this this signifies that you know maybe they don't love the the Bosa thing from the standpoint of he does, he's not playing mm. all the games either. Um. I just don't know that this, you know, you can find pass rushers every year. I mean, look at look at Robert Quinn with what he just did with Chicago. You can find these guys every year. Randy Gregory Bosa, this year. If you think yeah. Bosa's all that, if it were me, I would have been trying to fix the middle of that defense. And, you know, whether that's making sure Derwin James is healthy or getting a linebacker who, you know, knows how to call plays or whatever, it's okay. Ryan, do you think this hurts or helps Joey Bosa's fantasy impact? Uh, for dynasty leagues that have defense involved? Um, I don't think it hurts. I would say it's probably a wash. It, it may be helpful because okay. it'll open him up a little bit. Um, you know, he, he'll he obviously I mean, Max, not nearly the player he was, but you know, maybe Max to the point now where he can't be the number one guy and he can't take all the double teams. So, Maybe it's a it's a good spot for Mac to kind of be a little bit more of a rotation guy and get in, um, you know, a few less snaps throughout the year, stay fresh longer, and you know, open up a little bit more for Bosa on the other side. So, I mean, I think, you know, I think Bosa's. I mean, he's had health issues, but you know, I, I think it's. I don't think it hurts him at all. I, I also think we've overrated Bosa too, right? Like he's never once got more than 12 and a half stacks. And like, mm. I'm, not, I'm not expecting him to go break Michael Strahan's records, but like, I think we talk about Bosa as if like he's this sack machine and he just isn't right. I mean, you know, 10 and a half, 12 and a half, five and a half, 11 and a half, seven and a half, 10 and a half. I mean, fairly consistent. I mean, that's a very, very good player. I just, you know, it's not like we're talking about his brother or miles Garrett or anyone like that. So any help we can get with him. And I think, his best years, I think 2017 is probably his best year, and Melvin Ingram was on the other side. So, oh my God. If you're the Chargers, like that's sort of got to be the blueprint, right? Bosa can't do it on his own. 
Ian, you brought up this point earlier. It was a really good one about how that Justin Herbert is still on his rookie contract. Is this where you would have spent your salary cap money if you're the San, if you're the San Diego Chargers, if you're the LA Chargers? No, I, I want a lockdown corner. I, the guy I would be going to get is J.C. Jackson, right? I think Asante Samuel showed some glimpses, right? I mean, he showed something, um, you know. But I think last year was, you know, they were trotting out some some of the older guys like Chris Harris and uh, and those types and. The, just not at that stage. Like if you want to be an elite defense, you know, I think if that, and by the way, to bring it back to Denver, I think if you're linchpinning anything on that defense in Denver, it's certain, right. And that's right. how you're looking at it. If you're the chargers, I would have gone out and, and got JC Jackson rather than 25 million for Khalil Mack. Yeah. I, I kind of, I mean, it's tough, right? Because it, like I, I haven't mocked out any draft or anything like that. So True. this, this draft is heavy on edge rushers. Chargers won't draft till late, so maybe they're maybe they're predicting that they can get a better corner with their first round pick. And to me, I mean, you can never have enough edge rushers. <laughs> Give me all the edge rushers. That's the, to me, edge rushers and corner. Every other spot of the defense, whatever. Give me edge rushers and corners. So I agree. So well, I mean, maybe they're just maybe they're just kind of hedging their bets that a better corner is going to be at their draft slot. So now, so let's go get the edge here, and then draft the corner. Or, and you know, maybe maybe that was the debate because I. I agree with you that a corner is needed and that's definitely edge edge and corner to me is what they would need on that. Let's get the last trade under the real and fake segment of the podcast out of the way because, and and I want to do it quickly only because I'm going to take the biggest L that I've probably taken in the past six months on the fact that I said in a group chat that I kind of liked the name commanders and I cannot express to you how much I hate saying it. And it is, it's terrible. So Carson went to the Washington it's Football a sport, Club. Man, it, it just it just ain't that serious. No, and especially given the current landscape, I, I it just Washington keeps losing, man. They just keep losing. So Carson Wentz was traded to Washington from Indianapolis along with a 2022 seventh and a 2022 second for a 2023 third. That becomes a second if Wentz plays 70% of these snaps in 2022. We've seen that before. Uh, 2022 second and a 2022 third. So, Ryan, do you want to take real or do you want to take fake? Uh, I'll take real. All right, go ahead. What do we think about this trade from a football perspective for Washington and the Colts? Um, it's funny. Like, like you said that the the trade – with with Russell Wilson, you said you didn't really like it for either team. I did. And Russell Wilson, I mean, and Carson Wentz is a much worse player than Russell Wilson's not even close. <laughs> but I actually kind of like this. Are trade. we sure about that? I'm kidding. I'm I kidding. Actually, I'm kidding. Jesus, I, <laughs> I actually don't mind this trade for both teams. Okay. And, you know, again, Washington to me. The opposite. <laughs> Washington to me, you know, if if you – I don't know what where they were looking at. I think they were looking at Russell Wilson. They were looking at different options for quarterback. But apparently, they called KC about Pat. Let me let me just envision how that conversation went. Hey, yeah. you guys trading Pat? No. Wait. Yeah. What? That can't be real. Yeah, I'll say. Yeah, it's one hundred percent real. They called KC about Pat. But I mean, let's let's be honest. <laughs> no here. fucking way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys, you gotta take your shot. You don't get if you don't ask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, to it's, me, on, Car- it's on the it's on yeah, KansasCity.com. Washington called the Chiefs about trade for Patrick Mahomes. Hell, it was even reported on Golf Digest. 
<laughs> Who would have to trade their entire franchise? <laughs> Anyways, go ahead, Ryan. Back to the real football portion of this. No, I mean, like, Washington's better today than they were yesterday. So, I mean, to me, I mean, obviously, cap-wise, it's a bit of a, a bit of an issue with Wentz. But, I mean, to me, there's, there's absolutely zero comparison between Heineke and Wentz. Wentz is a way better quarterback than Heineke. So, they're a better team today. And then the Colts, they swung and missed last year on Wentz. They admitted their mistake. They traded him now, and now they get picks back. So, they get argued, what is it? It could be two seconds, I think. So third and second, I think it, it, can, it can be two seconds, but they gave a second back. So, oh, okay. so it's a pick swap, swap in the second. Yeah. So I mean, and, and now the Colts are sitting with the most cap space in the league, and they've got you know a little bit more draft capital. So obviously, you'd like to have that first round pick back, but you know, it, mistakes are made, and you know, I, I credit the Colts for admitting to it and moving on. I'm viewing Wentz the same way I'm viewing someone like James Harden, although James Harden's a lot better at his sport. But when you've burned the bridge at at the last two organizations and the same stuff sort of, you know, ripples out about, you know, it's, you know, it's about me. He can't take coaching, Um, you know, and Harden's not even that bad in comparison, but, you know, I, I think the same thing that plagued Wentz in Philly was the same thing that, got him done with in India. And the crazy part is, is that Frank Reich had him in with Philly. So like you didn't know what you were getting, right? I mean, somehow the, the Colts have found a way to trade Wentz before the pick they gave Philly. Is it ever even been made? It's, and by the way, it's number 16 this year. So, you know, again, I, do I commend that organization for cutting bait on a mistake? Yes. Was it a trade they ever should have made in the first place? Absolutely not. And I think, and and I think from Washington's now, really quick on Indianapolis side, who am I getting now? You guys just had this whole thing about Russell Wilson and oh, who's Denver getting? Well, then who's Indy getting? Because I understand, you know, for me, I would rather have Jimmy than than Wentz because I think he's more malleable for from a play calling standpoint. I think he's better in the room, mm-hmm. but like, did I just blow a first round pick so I could turn Wentz into Jimmy? Good point. It's a good yep. point. So, and then if I'm Washington, it has to, the question is, what is success? If you're Washington, what counts as success? Is success um, winning 10 games and making the playoffs as a wild card? Or is success, like I view Wentz as the guy to take my organization to the next level? I think those, those are the types of questions. If the answer is, hey, can Wentz make the playoffs? Well, maybe if you don't play the Jaguars in week week 18. but other than that, like I like if success is winning nine or ten games and being respectable the position, sure. I mean, Carson Wentz, in terms of fantasy for him, he was top 12 last year. I don't see why he shouldn't be top 12, 14, you know, low end QB one somewhere. Sure. Well, let's talk fake. Ryan, Carson Wentz is now playing with a wide receiver that you have invested heavily in, in Terry McLaurin. I know that you have laid this out, that Carson Wentz is much better than Henneke. What do you think? That I'll agree with. Well, yeah, that's that's no wild uh, undeniable. No, but what do you think the fantasy implications are for the Washington Football Club after a trade like this? You mean on the offensive side, all their skilled guys? 
No, I mean the defensive Ter- side where Ter- nothing Ter- happened. Yes. Well, I'm, are, are you talking about side. all the skill guys? You're talking about just Terry McLaurin. You can go any way you want, man. This this is I think I think it's gonna help them. I don't know if it's significant, but it'll definitely help them. Um, you know, I'm not sure Wentz is the greatest downfield passer, but you know, he's relatively accurate. He's you know, game to game, he's better than he has more good games than bad games. It's just his bad games are the wrong time in terms of the NFL. But um, you know, I'm not really sure you're gonna see a huge uptick in any of them. Um, you know, maybe it helps out Antonio Gibson a little bit more than the wide receivers, having a little bit steadier, a little bit more dangerous quarterback there. Um, but uh, you know, I mean it's it's definitely gonna help them. I mean the what they've what the the skill guys on Washington have gone through the last two, three years hasn't been good. So Carson Wentz is definitely an upgrade for all of them. All right, well, let's, con- let's conclude the segment of Real and Fake, and let's move on to this. There are still some very interesting free agents available, and I want to know, guys, what is the best landing spot for them? Ian, I'm throwing to you first because he is a favorite of yours, Mr. Allen Robinson. Comeback season is on, just so we're clear, right? Like, Allen Robinson didn't just get shit. Okay, that that didn't just happen, right? I mean, I think, I think you sure? know, sh- sh- yeah, Chicago rightfully so really likes Darnell Mooney, so they started to run all of their stuff with Mooney, and Robinson's target share fell off a cliff, right? I mean, between shitty target share and shitty quarterback play, that that's sort of that's sort of bound to happen. In terms of my favorite landing spot for him, I mean, I think the easy one that people would say is. Um, is Philadelphia, but I, I just don't know that I'm I'm overly eager to tie my receiver to Hertz. Um, one I actually really like. There's a couple actually. Um, I like New England because I think Mac could use a big sort of. I'm going to get the contested balls guy. I think, I think a bunch. I think Miami could use him. Not that I want to tie my horse to Tua, but I think they could really use him. And then the last one for me, the last one that I that I look at, I keep coming back to is Vegas. And I don't know where Waller is. Is he still a top three tight end? I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I mean, if you were asking me today, I would say Kelsey Kittle Pitts, but that's just me. And I think Renfro has really turned into something something legitimately good and uh, having a guy over the top who isn't a complete turd like Jackson or Ruggs could really help. So that that's probably my favorite one. My favorite is the lions. Mm, yeah. Stay, well that, stays in the division with a shit quarterback and gets a lot of target share. Ryan, let's move on to the next one. The next that's one. That's a Monra's offense though. I know, but I, but having, Ooh, what about Cleveland? That was one. The two I liked, and again, I'm not doing this just to to chirp on Allen Robinson. The two I liked were the Lions and actually the Jets. I actually thought yeah. the Jets could really use someone like that, especially they with Jameson Crowder. Just paid Corey Davis, though. Great, good for you. You paid. Ryan Corey loves Davis. Corey Davis. Yeah, but we got super duper star Elijah Mitchell. You got to give him some support, Ryan. Elijah Chase, Moore, hater. What did I say? Elijah Mitchell. Mitchell, the running back. The running back. Sorry, Ryan Chase Edmonds. Where is the best landing spot for him? 
Chase Edmonds, I would say Arizona. Oh, back. He's <laughs> the only back. place he's going to start. <laughs> yeah. Of course, right. Run it back. Send him right back there. You know, he's, I mean, who do they got there right now? Nobody. So just well, let I, him I go think there, let him start. They'll sign <laughs> one of the two because both are UFAs. So it's Chase Edmonds and James Conner are both UFAs. So do they bring? Who would be on bringing back both? Like, how expensive so could they too. both be? I think so. Too. Kyler's on his rookie contract. Money's fake. Well, then let's let's stick with running backs here, Ryan. What about Melvin Gordon? Hmm. Hmm. Landing spot for Melvin Gordon. I mean, don't say anywhere but Denver because you have Javante Williams. Don't do that. Yeah. I mean, that is what oh, he's going to want. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, Melvin's still good. Yeah. I mean, it, there's a lot of teams that could use Melvin Gordon. Right. I mean, just as a two, as kind of a one B, kind of a guy up the middle. One um, B. Wow. Yeah, Mongor's not a starter anymore. He's not gonna. He's not gonna carry the load for you. So I agree. I think he's a I mean, sure guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, name the team. I mean, there's, you know, a place like Vegas wouldn't mm-hmm. be bad to take over yeah. for Kenyon Drake. The problem is the problem they, is they just tend to just restart and, and Melvin Gordon's yeah. better oh. than the guy they took in the first round. Talking to you, I, Josh I, lo- I love him on the Bills. I know yep, we had the whole one. Singletary thing and all of that. So Chargers. They'd have, they'd have to give up one of them. Oh, a reunion. Yeah, I like him with the Chargers. I think when it got down real tight, I think that offense, like Eckler's a beast. There's no doubt. But that offense needed some red zone juice. And I think Gordon as a pass catcher and as a, I mean, no one, no one scores touchdowns out of clip like Melvin Gordon, right? I mean, maybe James Conner this year, but Gordon knows what the end zone is. I think chargers would be good for him. Now. I don't think, I don't think he's going to leave. I think he will stay. <laughs> Take that Ryan. But what, <laughs> I'm not talking about Melvin Gordon. I'm talking about Leonard Fournette. Ryan, if it's not Tampa, What's your favorite landing spot for Lenny? Don't be disrespectful. My favorite landing spot. My favorite landing spot for him would be back back home, New Orleans. Go, you know, be the the one the new B with Murray. Kamara. Be the Ingram, the Ingram for Kamara. I like that. Yeah, right back to New Orleans. But he's an LSU guy. Go right back home. It's a good one. I think he showed his lie. chops enough as a as a catching back, though. That doesn't make a lot of sense. No, I'm not saying that. You know, you're wrong or stupid, Ryan. That would be inconsiderate and and uh, and just not plain, not nice of me. Ian, what do you think? You traded for him at the trade deadline in our dynasty pool. What do you think? And if he it's was not, worth it. Yeah, he was excellent. Course, he was. I think he's going back to Tampa, but if he's not, no. They came out today that they're gonna that they're likely not gonna bring back Jones or Fournette. They're gonna roll with Vaughn really? and, who, and whoever they draft. Let's yeah, go, Keyshawn so. Vaughn season. Let's go. I knew it. I knew it. I think for him, I love the Saints call out. I just think that's a great fit. Um, I think depending on how they how Baltimore feels about Dobbins, they'll probably poke around. Um, to me, though, you know, Kansas City, I don't like. I just don't think that they can sustain a, a running back at all, like regardless of who it is. Like I think CH sucks, but I, I just don't think I don't think it matters who it is. It does feel like a landing spot for Leonard Fournette, though, doesn't it? Buffalo like is another one, but does he want to play in the cold as a Louisiana guy and, you know, went to Jacksonville, Tampa? I, I, I'm not quite sure that's the case. Um, to me, Lanny has to go to a playoff team, right? He has to go to a team that 
you know, is focused on winning and has like a culture there. So to me, I think New Orleans was a good one, although without Peyton, I'm not as sure. I like Buffalo for him, though. That is a good one. Because he can catch. And, you know, and, and he sort of fits with Allen, too, right? Where it's like big, big, mean running back with big, mean quarterback. I kind of dig that. So I was going to say the Giants. And friend of the show, Connor Murphy, I'm not saying this as insurance Saquon, against Saquon. Saquon's going to go. But I, I don't think Saquon's on the team, regardless. But I think I think you guys brought up really good points. You want, or Ian, you did. Sorry, he, he's going to go a playoff team and probably wants to stay in Warm. the South. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, yeah, the Saints is really, really good. What about the Dolphins? What if he goes well, to the other side of the Florida? problem? Is theirs? They have Miles what, Gaskin. Oh, sorry, they have they have the stud Miles Gaskin. Yeah, no, no offensive line, too. <laughs> I, I, I got it. Melvin doesn't return to San Diego. Leonard Fournette does. He plays That's with Austin one. Eckler. L.A., sorry, not San Diego, whatever. I was going to say that the Rams is actually my top choice, but they're not moving off of the Akers-Henderson tandem that they have because you know they just want the Super Bowl. I thought you were going to say happening. Michelle, and I was like, I hate to break it to you. But no, man, no. Last I one. Love, I love how, how we've. We, we spent the first like 15 minutes talking about the Atlanta Falcons and how they have no skill position guys. <laughs> none, He's not going. None there. of us, none of us want to give them any skill. <laughs> no, I, I, I stared, <laughs> I stared at the Falcons. I'm like, no, 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 they're not. He's not going there because this guy is probably returning. Corderell Patterson, Ryan, your favorite uh, landing spot. Uh, Atlanta. Yeah, exactly. That's I mean, where he's going. Exactly. Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith, what he's done with, with Corderell. That's where he has to go. Yeah. I love it. All right, let's play some QB map musical chairs. I have six names here. We're each going to take two. I will toss them out. You guys have to pick your your landing spot. Not You can say dream. You can say where you think they're going to go. Tell me where they are playing football next year, either if you were in charge or if you were guessing. Ian, let's start with you. Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, he's a giant. He's a giant. That's happening. I, I think the Dable thing, I think the Dable thing was real. I think, you know, that whole familiarity thing, that just feels like it's it. Um, you know, Ryan made a really good point the other day, and I, I don't want to step on it if he's here. Okay, he doesn't, Sean doesn't have him listed, but, you know, Jordan Love was a guy where if Ryan made this point, he's absolutely right, where if, if you're going to trade for Jordan Love, you can't bring in any meaningful competition because – if he loses that, then you know that you just traded for nothing because love just may not ever recover from that. So uh, I, to me, I think I think it's the Giants. I think they believe that there's there's a lot of noise out there that the league doesn't feel that everything in Chicago was Mitch's fault. They feel like it was a combination of Nagy, of you know, shitty team building with pace and and you know, the sort of Mahomes thing lingering over lingering over the organization. So they feel like Mitch has all the tools and the skills to be the guy. So I, I like the Giants with him. You know, the, Jones, they haven't paid. So it's not like they can't pay him the money. That, 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 that's sort of my guess. I, I think the team, now that Washington's off the board, they were sort of a team to watch for me. You know, I don't see a ton of teams out there that are going to be paying Mitch to be the starter, right? I, I mean, does Houston look their way? Or do they like what they have with Davis Mills? You know, I mean, Pittsburgh doesn't really feel like a stealer to me, and, and they don't strike me as a team that's, you know, that 
would pay for Trubisky if they don't feel he, like he's a meaningful upgrade over Rudolph. So to me, I, I, I look at this list and it feels like a giant. Ryan, Jimmy Garoppolo. Where oh. is he playing next year? Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, I mean, my first thought could be that that would be Indianapolis would be where he ends up. Um, I feel like San Francisco would probably rather trade him to the AFC. Mm-hmm. Good point. Um, but the other one to me would be might be Pittsburgh. But again, like to me, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's not a team that I feel like is wheeling and dealing. I don't feel. I don't feel if, if they trade and they go out of their way to trade for a player, it's pretty rare. And they, uh, you know, to to shell out for a quarterback that doesn't really feel like a Pittsburgh guy. Just a game Plus, manager. they have Dwayne Haskins and Duck Hodges. What do they need a quarterback yeah. for? No, not Hodges. Mason Rudolph. Mason Sorry, Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> His head's still dented, though. Wait, who's the, who's the dude who got hit by Miles Garrett's helmet? Mason Rudolph. All right. And who's Sounds Duck like Hodges? He- <laughs> uh, someone who's unemployed. It sounds like it sounds. I mean, it does sound like Rudolph deserved it, but that's a story for another day. Yeah, so I'm going to throw out a little bit of a wild card for for uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm going, to, I'm going to say that New Orleans might be in the mix. Trade for oh, him. He, he, you he don't think go Taysom Hill's good Taysom enough? Hill. You don't think? Uh, right, right. Yes. <laughs> uh, I took your joke. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think. I mean, I kind of like that one. Yeah, I think New Orleans. You can just go and you know. Manage the game down there. And I think without new coach Peyton, having new coach, a game manager, exactly. Yeah, you know, with yeah, exactly. New coach, just you know, bring in somebody new, bringing somebody out from outside the system. And as much as you want to see Jameis back there, I think I, I think New Orleans is kind of wild card for Jimmy. It doesn't feel Jamesy. Ian, you're <laughs> up next. Jameis Winston. See, this is a tricky one because this to me. I don't see a huge Jameis market, right? Like if we're looking at teams that need quarterbacks, right? We're looking at Seattle, the Giants, the, the Lions. But like you said, they'll probably stick with golf and try Why and not find just stick with golf. Draft. You're not going to yeah. sign someone like Jameis, um, New Orleans, the Steelers, Carolina, Houston, you know, so to me, I don't see a robust Jameis market. So to me, Jameis feels like an interesting Steeler, you know, like not a bad one. I just don't, I don't see his market as super robust. So like, I don't, I don't remember the contract, but I feel like the Jets signed Teddy Bridgewater to like a one year 15 X amount of years ago. I can't remember, but that would feel like a guy. And, you know, for people that own, um, you know, from a fantasy perspective, those people that own, you know, Steelers between Claypool, Fryermouth, Deontay and Najee, Jameis would be a welcome site to that group. So uh, I think, that is probably my favorite one. Um, I'd love to say Houston. I just don't see it. I think they have to be thrilled with what they've seen from Mills. I I, I just see them going the vet route, like not necessarily. Ah! Don't do it. He's on the list. Don't do it. Is he? He's on the list. No, he's not. I could see them going Tyrod again. Is what oh, I was say. thank God. Okay, good. Uh, I like him as a 49er if Jimmy goes to the Colts. I like him as a backup option for Trey Lance as a competent guy. If I paid all that shit to go get Trey Lance and in year two, I need to go back him up with 15 or $20 million at Jameis Winston. I have a real problem. But I wouldn't pay him that much. As you laid out, there's not enough enough seats. If I need a capable backup, 
San Francisco's not going to have the cap space. If I need a capable backup for Lance, I shouldn't trade Jimmy. But uh, okay, well, uh, you know what? I'll just skip to the end then. Let's skip to the end for me, and then we'll get to Ryan's uh, Teddy Bridgewater then, because I think that's that's fair. Because I also, Ian, you you mentioned this. I agreed with your landing spot of Houston as someone who's a competent backup who won't yeah. rock the boat. But I actually, now that you've mentioned that, I love him in San Francisco. I love it. Ryan, last one before we get to. Wait, you love him where? I love him in San Francisco. He won't rock the boat. He'll be cheap. Maybe. He, I he, also could. He also makes sense in Pittsburgh and all kinds of different places. But like, that, we, but like we, I sorry, said, he makes sense. I, I know in you want to move to. We have to move to Ryan's thing, but we can't not mention Mariota. No, he's he's Ryan's. Okay, Ryan, Marcus give me your Mariota. Marcus spot because. I think what's happened with Marcus is that we're so far. It's it's similar to Mitch where we're so far removed for how shit Marcus wasn't in Tennessee. And then we saw glimpses in Vegas that, you know, people think that, you know what, maybe he wasn't the problem in Tennessee. So where is it with Marcus? Um, Who needs a backup? Um, (laughs) I don't think he's going to get a starting job. I, I don't, I don't see the two as comparable because when Mariota left Tennessee, Tennessee got good with Tannehill and true. And it's, and it's too far removed, right? Like Mitchell Trubisky has been gone for one year. He went to Buffalo, sat behind a good quarterback, was around a pretty good staff um, and the bears stuck. So everyone's kind of saying, okay, well, you know, maybe Mitchell Trubisky wasn't the problem. So to me, true. that's, that ship has sailed for Marcus for Mariota. I mean, maybe somebody brings him in for like a stopgap. You know, he, he, Mariota can go live the Teddy Bridgewater life of bouncing from team to team every year as mercenary. A, as as the you know thirtieth to thirty second best quarterback you know in the league, and just wait for someone to, and wait for the for your team to draft somebody to take your place. But I don't know. I, I think he's a backup quarterback, and I think he's going to stay a backup quarterback and name the team. It could be any team. A place I like for him is Cleveland because. I'm not paying Baker Mayfield that money. So, like, if he struggles again, it's nice to know it's not Case Keenum. And Mariota can at least, like, run. You know, with Stefanski, I think there's some upside there. That's why I kind of like it. Because I don't know about you guys. Baker was a guy I was watching get traded. Mm. Like, I thought Washington would have been calling. And been like, what's it going to take? Before we get to a, a quick trade, oh, well, before we get to a quick trade, I would say this. I actually like him now that Wentz is in Washington. I like Mariota in Washington. That's what I would say. Because when he shits the bed, at least you, you got a dude who can step in. and Isn't that feed. Heineke, though? And no, because I, I like Mariota with a dual threat with Gibson. He can get, he can get the ball to Curtis Samuel. He has the, the, the Terry McLaurin option. I like him in Washington. So let's get to our next and final topic. Can we do a random trade that is a real NFL trade that we think actually could happen? Ryan, go ahead. Yeah, so, I mean, Ian just mentioned them. I think Baker Mayfield, I I don't think Cleveland's going to re-sign him. I think think a, a trade that could realistically happen could be Baker Mayfield to Houston 
Um, I think Houston's kind of the the realistic spot for Baker Mayfield. You know, he's obviously from down that area, and he played college not too far away. So, in Houston, Houston's got a history of you know rolling the dice with some big trades and stuff like that. So, I think it's it's a fit. I'm not a big Baker fan. I think he's you know relatively average quarterback, but he's way better than what Houston's had. And you know maybe they can find a way to sign him because. You know they don't have a whole lot left on that roster, so they got plenty of plenty of room. What do you give up? I don't know. Does ba- he get remember? A first? We have to Does base he get a first? it on the last two trades. He gets he gets he gets more than Wentz. Okay, but way less than Russell. So I mean, maybe maybe I mean I don't know what Houston's got for picks, but maybe you can late first round pick or something like that. Um. Um. So the only I agree with you. I think. If we're going to go down that path, we have to dump Deshaun first. I have to dump Deshaun first because I need the draft capital. Because if you're Houston and you just got out of Bill O'Brien jail, I can't imagine wanting to trade your number one again. Well, they're not trading. Yeah, they're not trading number one over. Or what what do they pick? Whatever. No, they don't get it. Doesn't Miami get it? Does Miami have it? No, they yeah, got the pick Miami. back this year. They got their they got the pick. Don't they pick two? I don't think so. I think I think Miami has it. I'm checking now. I think that was last year. Houston. No, they do have it. Number three. You're right. Yeah. So obviously you're not trading number three. My point is though, like they don't have the reason I'm saying the Watson thing is because they need the extra first, the, the capital that Miami had to go get Waddle. Right. And all of those type of things, the capital that the Eagles have, right, that they can sort of chase guys with. So I think they if they bait the Baker thing becomes real, if they flip Watson, then they can flip one of the ones they get from Watson for Baker. But, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I, I, I don't know about you. I don't see a ton of spots for Baker. No, not, he's going to want a ton of money and he hasn't played up to it. Another I, one for him could potentially be the Giants. But Dable, Dable would have to really like him. I got another trade that includes the Giants. Let's leave the money to the side because I don't think the money would work. And I'm going to ask you both. Who says no? Zeke for Saquon. Leave the money aside. Think of their body of work. Think of their injury history. Who I'd says rather have Zeke. no? Zeke for Saquon. I'd rather have Zeke if it were me. Um. Yeah, I think Dallas. I mean, I think the Giants probably say no. I I agree, but <coughs> just younger, younger, less mileage. I mean, Zeke is clearly oh, it's working his, He's working his way to being a you know thumper mm-hmm. number two. So I would just love to pair Tony Pollard with Zeke. It's like oh, if he gets or sorry with uh with Saquon, if he gets hurt, I have Tony Pollard. If not, I have this incredible asset. Yeah. I just don't know, and and I know they're trying to trade. You know, oh, we'll trade Saquon for third. Oh, exciting! They're just doing that to drum up interest. Like, no one is trading for your running back who hasn't been good in three years. Who's just so they have to pay him? The Giants wouldn't take a third for Saquon right now. No, that's chance. what they're saying. They're like, oh yeah, you know, he can be had for a third. I think I think that's agent stuff. No. Fourth overall pick, even though he did no, no chance. He's get Sean, he, he's the second overall pick and he's getting right. released. Sorry, third, uh, yeah, third so. sounds fair. I don't think so. Yeah, third sounds like that's what David Johnson got. 
that doesn't mean it's fa- it's right. David Johnson was traded for uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, but in like the world of, in the world there. of running backs, in the world of running backs, there's maybe like five that uh, each year they could draft in the top two rounds. And right. like you, the guys like David Montgomery come out of nowhere in round three. So Alvin Kamara. Yeah. So running backs is running backs a totally different animal. I'm not trading. I'm not trading shit for Barkley, especially since I have to pay him. All right, let's let's uh, let's end here, guys. We got a few quick quick hitters to rattle off. Aaron Rodgers is sticking around in Green Bay. He's staying. It's was reported that he was getting two hundred million dollars with one hundred fifty three million guaranteed. Um, it was quickly rebuffed, but Aaron Rodgers came out and said he is staying in Green Bay. So is Devontae Adams. He has been offered a one-year, $20 million franchise tag. Mike Williams is also sticking around with the Chargers. He signed a three-year, $60 million contract extension. Chris Godwin has also been offered a one-year, $19 million franchise tag by Green Bay. Of Tampa, all, Bay. Uh, Tampa Bay. My apologies. Thank you. Of all of those that I just rattled off, Ryan, is there anything that you would like to bring up as interesting to you? Um, that contract for Mike Williams was interesting to me because I'm not, I don't know if he's a above average wide receiver. He's a big guy, but I don't know. I just, he's the type of guy to me that goes to free agency and somebody signs him to like a monster contract, (laughs) somebody like the giants. But, you know, I mean, I just don't know if he's, I think he, I think he's easily replaceable. So I, I'm not sure. That one surprised me. I didn't think he would he'd be resigned. It felt like a fit contract because they liked the fit with him and Keenan. And because they have all the cap space in the world, and they can probably get out from under it in a year and a half anyway. Yeah, I mean, but I agree. Keenan is getting older too. So, I mean, you kind of have to start transitioning away from Keenan. So maybe maybe that's their – maybe they, they like the step he took, and maybe he's, he's their, their ideal guy to take over for Keenan as their number one guy. He'll be a good. He'll be a really good number three behind Josh Palmer this year. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, with the Chris Godwin franchise tag, they're paying all of these skill position players outside of their running backs. Obviously, why are they paying these guys and not getting a quarterback so far? Well, I don't think it's Kyle Trask. I don't think that's the. That's who it is, right? That's who they have. That is. Yes. Yeah, it is Kyle Trask. I. I don't see that happening. They are sort of lurking in the background for me where like their caps a mess because they've, I mean, look at all their players. So I don't know how they're going to do it, but this feels like a team who needs to swing big. I, I just don't know what the answer is. I don't think Brady comes back. I think, I think what could be interesting is if they can find a way if Brady knocks on the door of San Francisco in two months, is like, hey, I want to come. I want to come and play at home. Like, would San Francisco give up Wentz for that? Or Lance, not Wentz, turd. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I like that could be something. Like, could they flip Brady to, to San Francisco for one of their guys? Maybe. But the thing I don't understand is that I was really interested in seeing what Godwin's market would be. I think, you know, Galladay got like 75 million last year. So what the hell would Godwin have gotten? And I think it would have got super overpaid by like the Jets or Jacksonville or, you know, even Miami. So I was looking forward to that. It's a bummer. He's on the franchise. Now help me with this, Ian. He was, they've been offered a franchise tag. They have not signed it. 
They have to yeah, sign it hold out. real. He right. can hold out, but you can't go anywhere. Okay. All right. Good. Um, two more things. Both to Ian. Ian, we skipped your trade. We didn't let you have a chance. But, but let's, my trade, my trade is excellent. Let, then let's it, circle back. Let's it get is, to your fantasy. Your if you could trade. I'm going to look Ryan right in the face because I want to see his reaction. DK Metcalf to the Eagles for two number ones. Two number ones, two first round picks. Yeah. Uh, well, what? What? So okay. So what about, what about Devonta it, it, and a first? John, uh, yeah, but Pete Carroll and John Schneider were asking where to sign. So no, but who first generally picks though. for DK Metcalf? Okay, so he's a top what receiver? Yeah, but eight, ten, ten, ten. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, you, so maybe, what is it? Is it a one and a three? Term. Is it yeah. a one and a three? Okay, fine. It's a one and a three. I like, but th- that one seems like it could have legs. I think Lockett's going to go somewhere. But I think if you called Seattle and overpaid a bit for Metcalf, I, I think they'd take the bait. So Devonta's staying in Philadelphia based on this trade. Yeah. Wait, you need so you're, Devonta with Metcalf. I'd love so, that. So, so you're going to – I would love for this trade to happen because I would be fascinated to see how one route straight down the field DK Metcalf does <laughs> – works, works for <laughs> works Works with five yards of pass Jalen Hurts. I completely agree. But I think if you're if you're the Eagles, if you're the Eagles, if you want to find out if Hertz is good, there's one way to do that. And the way to do that is surround him with premier weapons. With DK and if he can't deliver. Well, they I think they're gonna look at Robinson too. I, I mean, I, I on the Eagles, I'd almost feel like Lockett would be a better fit because at least he can cut through middle and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. you know, be be within uh, you know, Jalen Hurts' ten yard bubble of DK, actually completing a pass. DK hasn't been paid yet, and he fits their timeline. One thing that you did bring up, though, Ian, is that you were surprised that one of the two receivers from Seattle did not go back the other way in the Broncos deal. I believe it was you. Someone in our group mentioned it. I, I'm pretty sure it was you. Because it wasn't, no, it wasn't quarter- me because they don't have room. Quarterbacks like familiarity. Was it you, Ryan, yeah. who mentioned that quarterbacks like familiarity? You would think that one of Lockett or DK was going back the other way. Does that make sense? To me, I agree with Ian. There, there isn't room. They already have a deep wide receiving core, and if you're going to get them all, and if you're going to get someone like Lockett or D or like or Lockett or DK, you're giving up Judy, who's probably at the low end of his value. Sign me up, or what? An extra second round pick, probably. What? Yeah, what do they got left? <laughs> they gave it all to Russell. <laughs> right. Right. Um, all right. Let's let's skip that point, Ian. You have the last word tonight. Wait, wait. I got, I got one more, one more, real quick here. Come on, Rob, hit me. Rob Gronkowski to the Bengals. <laughs> Super Bowl <laughs> champions next year. Why? He's, Rob he's Gronkowski is just, just wandering around downtown Cincinnati. It's just you would a love fit. that. It's a fit. What's the uh, uh, what's the chili? Him place? with Burrow. What's the chili? Him with Burrow. Skyline Sky chili. He oh, this guy would be literally covered oh, be, in skyline chili. Oh yeah, yeah. he would. <laughs> the the one we didn't talk about we probably should have and then we can get to the last piece but we never talked about Jordan Love. If you're the Packers, A do you trade him? And B if you do where? Yeah, 100% yeah, you have to trade. Have to trade. Him. Have to trade. Him. Not, you have to trade. Cuz he's, he's anywhere that will give you value. anything over a third round pick. Uh, do you agree, Ryan? Cuz th- that's what I'm thinking. I, I don't know how you don't trade him. I mean, you, you can't just let him sit on your bench. I mean, this is, you can recoup a little bit of what you gave up. I don't, 
I don't know if hopefully somebody gives you second round pick for him because he was, you know, a late first. But if I, if I'm getting a second round pick, I'm taking it. So agreed. I like him on the Vikings. That's what I would say. Like him on the Vikings. Ian, last word to you, buddy. Bobby Wagner was released this week. Opened up 16 million in cap space for the Seattle Seahawks. He has been on your fantasy team from the beginning. He does not have a home yet. Arizona, after cutting Jordan Hicks, looks like a nice landing spot. But Ian, as the final word on this episode, the floor is yours on Bobby Wagner. There's an argument. Like, it's clear he's the best middle linebacker since Ray Lewis. And there's an argument to be made that when it's all said and done, he may be better than Lewis. I think the thing that Ray has in his favor is he's got that Super Bowl MVP, which is no joke. But, you know, we're, we're talking about a guy who is just a walking all-pro honor. And in the beginning, it sort of rubbed me the wrong way, right? Like if you're Seattle and, you know, you're keeping the rest of your roster and part of the reason you didn't take all these, you wanted all these players from Denver is because you wanted to compete. Well, you know, Wagner helps you compete. But it sounds like they released him because they wanted to do the right thing. But I think we just, as people in, you know, we are defensive fantasy people, so maybe that's the reason. But I think we just need to appreciate how amazing he is and how amazing he's been, right? I mean, he was not highly recruited. You know, he didn't play at, you know, you know a blue blood type school. I mean, he was Utah State, and he came in undersized. And, and you know, he changed the way we look at that position, right? I mean, middle linebackers used to be big you know, mean, plodding type players. And now they are, you know, they are guys like him, six foot 240, who fly all over the place and make plays. We, Bobby Wagner changed the way that we view linebacker. And for me personally, he's one of my favorite NFL players ever. And yeah, he's been on my fantasy team since 2012. And I fucking adore him. And I hope he goes somewhere. Because I hope he goes somewhere great and wins another Super Bowl and everything else. Because that guy is going to walk backwards into Canton when it's all said and done. Well said, Ian. Well, boys, this has been another edition of the From the Stands podcast. Ryan, good luck on the season. We're still going. How are we doing? Playoffs? What are we thinking? Yeah, we're doing, we're doing pretty well. So I think, uh, I think we can, we're getting close to clinching. So. Have you held Eric Bedard to, to under three points a game? Bedard? Yes. Yeah, man, he's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's good. I think I think we've I think we've done pretty well against him so far this year. So they uh he's but he's a talented player, that's for sure. Really quick, what do you think of the summertime world juniors? I know obviously you got canceled because of COVID. Just- I, mean, I, I yeah, I think it's nice. I mean, you know, these kids you some of them only get one shot at do playing in this tournament so i right don't it's gonna feel weird i'm not sure it's gonna get the same attention as it usually does but i think it's nice to let the kids play let the kids play what a way to end the podcast ian before i let you sign off i just want to say one thing um while the allegations against Brittany griner are severe should have vape pen man fuck out of here she's only there because she has to be 
because the appreciation and the funding behind the WNBA is embarrassing and needs to be changed. And while the entire NBA has stood behind the WNBA for the past couple of years and promoted it, it has not changed the financial ramifications of what needs to be done for these talented athletes to get what they deserve. Ian, Ryan, thank you for coming. Thanks, everyone, for listening.